2: Good evening, sports fans, and welcome to Let's Talk CFL podcast, episode number 549. I'm your host, Christopher Jones, coming to you from Merritt, British Columbia. Yes, BC Lions fan I am. Uh, yeah, so anyhow, what's going on? What's wonderful? What's cool in the sports world? Hey, we had some female kicker in some youth sports or something. I don't know. She scored points. Uh, junior football. I don't know. It's, it's kind of exciting. Uh, it's good for her. Anyhow, uh, what else is happening? Uh, nothing really catastrophe-like in my life. It's just kind of moving on, so we're not going to de- rant about that. Uh, not much happening in the CFL. Oh, really? Uh, we're in week 17 now, man. There is only like four, five, five weeks of football left. Uh, in the regular season of 2023 and then we head to the playoffs there are some teams that are just like rocking and rolling right now and there are other teams that are not looking so cheery and what is what is going on i mean there's some serious like situations happening uh and rough riders have got no uh ratings on their tv show uh or their their last game was like way down there. Usually they're top of the league. But yeah, it was on T S N four and five and maybe not people don't get those channels, but that's way down there. I didn't even look to see if we we're gonna talk about that. Charles may have put that in the agenda. I uh, will leave leave it till then. Uh what do we got? We got fourteen games almost straight across the board for everybody has played. Toronto's only played thirteen. Is that true? Yeah they got to catch up. Everybody else has got a couple of buys. Edmonton's actually played 15 games. Uh, We're sitting uh, uh, not looking pretty good. Bottom three teams, uh, Calgary, Edmonton, and Ottawa are all tied at the bottom down there with four wins. Uh, Toronto's up at the top with 12. BC BC and Winnipeg are tied at 10 a pop. Uh, And uh, Hamilton, Saskatchewan at six in montreal was seven so that's kind of like a blend of all of them maybe we should have one division i think we could rant and rave on one division in the cfl because like there's only nine teams why would you have two divisions when there's nine teams this east west bullshit is just it's not tradition i don't care what you call it i don't it's not tradition it's just the way it was doesn't make it right doesn't mean that we need to stick with it everything is can evolve uh it, it just let's it's trying to change something because this is like really weird um let's see we got the top three teams there we got the top three teams there that would be fine uh into the playoffs Calgary Edmonton and Ottawa are out of there that's just a fact uh could it be could it change yeah Edmonton's only got three games left so that's gonna be hard for Edmonton to do anything Calgary's got four games left uh Hamilton's got four to stay above them so yeah i don't know we'll see what happens uh let's uh what's going on i don't know let's open up the mics and talk to the the boys because we got a full slate of boys in here today uh charles welcome to the show buddy how are you doing
1: good evening i'm doing well how are you doing
2: pretty fair pretty fair uh what's this
1: what we're made of
2: we haven't pushed those buttons in a long time, have we? It's kind of cool. Okay. We have uh, not. Yeah. We have not. So uh, happy 70th birthday to Carson. I'm yeah. Glad, glad that he's pushing in the years there. I, I'm, I'm feeling I'm young not gonna, all uh,
1: Yeah, you, you too. It's, uh, it's weird to have a son that's like 25 years older than I am, but, you know. Um, <laughs> yeah. I'm not going to blame the bakery that screwed up on the cake, or I'm not going to name them. Obviously, I'm going to blame them because they they did it. But
2: you, you, you kind of have to explain this, okay?
1: Carson's 17 years old.
2: So yeah, I'll my son, my
1: son Carson is 17 years old. Yep. I buy a okay. cake, and again, I'm not going to name the bakery. I phoned up on the Sunday or either the Saturday. know, but, no, but Saturday. But they're new. They're new Canadians. Yeah. So I phoned up on the Saturday, and they asked me if I wanted anything written on the cake. So I, it's his 17th birthday, so I said, happy 17th birthday. That's a very easy. That's what I had asked to put on the cake. Simple. We get it on Monday. We bring it home. We look at it, and it says, happy 70th birthday. So they kind of got the 17th and 70th kind of mixed up. That's hilarious.
2: Okay. What? Yeah. We're we're, we're we're kind of funny about that. It. Anyhow, it, it, it again, yeah, I'm not going to name the bakery, but oh, we could, we could, we could. Yeah. This, this, this show has no ethics or nice. morals. We could we could do anything. Apparently not. No. No. Yeah. No. No. We could do anything. Okay. So uh, yeah. Let's uh. This is week 17. Okay. We're not week 18 yet, so I'm not going to do that. Uh. So anyhow, that's good. Well. Happy birthday to Carson, anyhow. Yep. However many it is, but so be it. 17.
1: He's, he's, not seven. He's not
2: there, man. He's, he was like a little baby when I first met you, eh? It's just like we've been doing yep. it for so long. It's been, what, 10, 12 years that we've been uh, – Yeah, about like, that, yeah. Because, you know, we didn't – I mean – Let's Talk CFL. Po- uh, the podcast has been around for eight years. The group was around, yeah. I think, for a, a year or two before that. And before that, you and I yep. were both uh, involved in another podcast and involved in another uh, CFL group. So, yeah,
0: we, you That's and I correct. have been
2: together for a very long time, bro. Very long time, yeah. So, yeah, Carson was just a wee one when we first started.
3: Yeah. Anyhow.
2: Not that uh, wee anymore. Let's, yep. let's, no, he's not. He's uh, getting to be a big boy graduating this year. Scary, scary stuff. Let's let's bring let's bring the William in. See how
1: he's doing over there in Calgary. You know, I'm very disappointed in you, Christopher. Me? Because okay. Yes. Because okay, I want I want everybody to get this right. Okay. She was a female. She was a female placed for the University of Manitoba Bisons. She's okay. a field goal yep. kicker, and she scored the first points ever, ever, in uh, U football history as a female. That's a pretty big thing. Yeah. So, okay, I'd, I'd I'd be more impressed if she was a middle linebacker and she made ten tackles. But you know, baby steps, right? Baby steps. So, well, you've always said that kickers are
2: nothing but girls, anyhow. So, just fitting well, that there is one know, there.
1: And and I and I'm thinking that's it's fitting, as in that's where the female is going to start, start to get in. Mind you, my uh, older brother did have uh, two uh, defensive tackles in high school that were female, and and he said they were both uh, three hundred plus pounds. And he said, nobody (laughs) ever, nobody ever ran his middle, okay? Because you just can't move people like that size. So, you know. So, but he said they uh, wanted to play football, so he let them. Anyways, other than that, um, Willie's uh, football season is more or less over because the (laughs) Calgary Stampeders aren't going to do anything. Um, I sat at a football game on Saturday and was disgusted by the effort. And uh, I'm not going to any more football games this year.
2: Why not? Really, Chicken? Why
1: wouldn't you go? Because both of them, both the games are in October at 7.30 at night.
2: Two coldest well, yeah, games yeah, of the I'm, year. I forgot. You're a pussy, right?
1: Yeah. Okay. Yes, I am. I'm not a cold-weather guy anymore.
2: No, no, I, and I don't, don't, I don't argue with you. No. It, yeah, you
1: know,
2: it's, one thing to, it's one thing to have to go out into the cold. It's another to, to actually do it on
1: purpose.
3: Yep, absolutely.
1: And I just don't want to – For that reason, if, I actually can't blame No. If there's going to be no effort, if there's going to be no effort on the Peter's part, I'm not interested. Yeah, so it, 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 it's kind of simple. sad. I mean, what are we? We're
2: going into week seventeen, and Calgary's in Hamilton this week. No, this week. Yeah, H- Calgary's yes. in Hamilton this week, and then and then and then they're home again in week nineteen with Saskatchewan. And you don't like going to see Calgary play Saskatchewan at any time because there's too many green people in the stands. Then Calgary yep. goes to. BC, and then you got Winnipeg in Calgary, and in the 27th of October, Jesus, that's going to be nipply.
0: Yes, it is. That's and, almost and, and November. That's,
1: yeah, that's a 7 Winnipeg, o'clock that at game. Night start? Eat. That's terrible. And Winnipeg, Winnipeg, yeah, Winnipeg no, will have to play to win that game. It's the coldest
2: game of the year by far. Oh, without without question, unless you're in the playoffs.
0: Yeah.
1: Oh no, even the playoffs are in the afternoon. No, 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 but the playoff game is in the afternoon. The sun's out, okay?
2: Yeah,
1: yeah, 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 yeah. Mm-hmm. So, And that, that, go.
2: that's going to be an important game for Winnipeg and a not very important game for Calgary.
1: I guess so. It may be an important game for Winnipeg. We don't know yet. Depends what happens over the next couple of weeks.
2: It, it, I know, but it, I mean, it's still going to be it's going to be tight to the wire. I I, I cannot see mm-hmm. D.C. tanking the rest of the games, and you know, yeah. it's just it, unfortunately. And we're going to talk about it later, I'm sure. Toronto's going to mail in the rest of the season, which is I, is really wrong. And I do agree with Sparky in the fact that he just stops betting on football <laughs> games after week sixteen because how how can you How can you bet on a game where you don't know who's going to be playing and for how long? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'm I'm going to start the, start the quarterback, but he's only going to play two series and then he's going to sit on the bench. You know, how do you know that? I mean, they, Toronto Mm -hmm. did say that they're going to rest Kelly this, this game. And and to me, that's ridiculous. And I think we've, uh, we've gone over that and everything else. So, Like Toronto right now is what? 12 and 1. That's 13 games. They got five more games. If they get five more victories, they have a 17 and 1 season that has never happened in the CFL. It's never happened anywhere. It's it's an amazing season. And they're not going to try to set this record. They're going to tr- start resting people. And everybody says, well, what would you rather have, a Grey Cup or, or a record? And I'm going, the record lasts forever or for, will be talked about mm-hmm. for decades. And the Grey Cup is yeah, only there, nobody, there for six months. Is the
3: team not good enough the Patriots, to win both? Hey, hey, the the Patriots they, went 17-0. and 0, And then they lost in the Super Bowl. Nobody ever talks about the undefeated season that the Patriots put up. No one talks about it. Because they didn't finish it off sure they so do it's got to be finished it, off it, no, it is talked about they you're talk talking about it, in, about it right now in, in, in a sad way they don't talk about it in a, like a, a, as a, something to be proud of more of a yeah but they choked right the dolphins but did nobody it nobody nobody is
2: saying that toronto is going to choke <laughs> You're just assuming. Oh, you're just assuming I think that if they play hard for the rest of the season, there's going to be nothing left in the tank for the Grey Cup game.
3: You're it's in a no you're in a no one situation. Go you can go balls to the walls like Calgary and Winnipeg and Hamilton did, and, and, and they didn't help them in the Grey Cup game. So it's hard to it, it's it's tough. That like, it should be one division, and then you don't have you won't have teams clinching in August. But it is
0: what
3: it is. The, the you know, curse it, in the exactly.
2: If, if if we had <laughs> one division curse. right now, Toronto <laughs> would be having to go because Toronto, uh, Winnipeg, and BC are right on yes. their
3: tail. And they would have two more games against BC and and Winnipeg. One more game each against BC and Winnipeg. They'd have a real. They'd have to actually play, and they would have to start <laughs> because it would be it'd be you know Winnipeg could still catch them. And they wouldn't they wouldn't play Ottawa and Hamilton six times a year four well but I count playoffs and exhibitions so but still it's it's uh, it's It's, brutal
2: it's wrong anyhow that's Rudy
3: he's he's now on the show just decided that he would pipe up and start talking because he didn't like what I was saying. (laughs) That was my that was my rant too. Going to be it led into my rant. It was going to be everybody's bitching about the schedule. Well, that's the East teams. That's the East teams whining for uh, for less travel because they they, they want to cut costs. So this is what we get when the CFL listens to East teams and uh, who dictate to the uh, to the West. And it's kind of a joke when the West uh, has more attendance better TV numbers, except for Saskatchewan. I just think it's ridiculous. I think uh, the CFL needs a whole revamp. Like you said, one division would be would be a start. Or actually, uh, a balanced schedule would be a start, where everybody plays every twice, minimum. But, but we've had that in,
2: in, in right along, it, except for the last yeah. two or three seasons, right? It's just yeah. recently that, that that concept has gone south on us, right? Yeah. I muted Charles there for a minute because there was some funny, funny noises that were being made. And I thought it was him. So I kind of muted him. I didn't do anything. Yeah. I don't know. Somebody's, somebody's making funny noises in the background. It's usually Will, but anyhow. um, Okay. So that's our, that's the guys. They're all introduced. Now we're going to talk about week 16. That's the one that's in the books already. And uh, we had a, we had a full slate, four games, and the first one up was Saskatchewan into Ottawa, and this one did not surprise me in the slightest, but it caught a couple of people off guard. Um, but yeah, Ottawa with um, Dustin Crumb. is that right?
0: Huh? Or
2: Dustin Powell? And what's no what's Dustin crumb Crum. name? Dustin Powell's Crum. Hamilton. Okay. Hamilton. Hamilton. I know, but what's his first
1: name? Uh, I don't even know. Trevor. It's it, it, Trevor. Tre- no. Trevor Potter, Trevor? Yeah. No. No.
2: No. no Taylor. No, no, no. Taylor. Taylor. Taylor
1: Powell. That's it.
2: Is it Taylor? Taylor? It's really bad when we can't remember the guy's name. Yeah. Okay, so it's Dustin Chrome. I I still get him confused yes. with the guy on Harry Potter. That's, so that, I I don't know why I do that, but. Uh, it's the only time, the only other person I've ever heard of with the last name of Crumb is Victor Crumb from Harry Potter. So, anyhow. So, Ottawa, they're in Ottawa. They're playing Saskatchewan. And Saskatchewan literally mailed this game in. It was pathetic from the opening kickoff. To the final whistle, they just absolutely did not show up, did not perform, did not do anything. Still scored twenty-eight points. I'm totally in shock over that how that happened, but it was just, it was an ah, man. I as a Rider fan, I would be extremely disappointed in my team this year because they had just have not performed. But then we didn't really expect them to because they had to keep Craig Dickinson on because the the salary cap, the management cap, they couldn't fire him and, and start the rebuild. So they're going to start the rebuild next year. So we're going to have a pathetic Saskatchewan team for another two or three years. Uh, yeah, I know Rider fans don't think that, and they, but. The reality of it is, you can't. You got to start a rebuild, and there, there really isn't a lot of pieces in that town right now to start with. Yep. Found a quarterback. I don't believe they have. So
1: Charles, Ottawa, Saskatchewan. Well, you said it took some people by surprise. Uh, I'm one of them because. After seeing the Red Black collapse against BC the week before, I just didn't have any hope for this team. I I thought this was a team that was going to be so fragile with their psyche after that blown lead uh, that it was really going to uh, be a problem for them. But you got to, you know, uh, give uh, credit where credit is due. They uh, pulled up, and they actually um, were able to – take over the game and then they they built up a big lead although I will say this they did come very very close to blowing another lead Uh, they were up by I think um, like 19 or 20 in this game with about 2 minutes left then they let Saskatchewan score 2 touchdowns in 30 seconds and fortunately for the Red Blacks they were able to recover an onside kick and hold the lead this time But they almost did it again. There were some nervous moments, I'm sure, for some of the Red Black fans at the end of that game after witnessing what had happened the week before. Are they sitting there thinking to themselves, oh, my God, here we go again? They were able to hold off the Riders this time, and probably part of the reason for that is, well, they were playing the Riders. But uh, really, Saskatchewan, they've had a couple of flashes here and there, but overall they've been a pretty – lackluster football team this year. There's really nothing to get excited for. They might squeak into the playoffs in a crossover. Well, not in a crossover. I think they might actually get placed in the West kind of by default because they had a few more wins earlier on than some of the other teams. And Edmonton, and Calgary just aren't very good teams, and they're having a hell of a time just catching up to Saskatchewan. But let's say uh, uh, they get second place or third place, they either got to go into BC Place and play the Lions, or they got to go to IGF Field and play the Bombers. I'm sorry, I think they get hammered no matter where they go, because uh, even though they're right now in third place, like I said, kind of by default, they're just not a good football team, and this rubber stamp it, because they were a, a virtual no-show for the majority of that game against Ottawa, and I. I just don't think they're a very good football team, either on offense or defense. They've got to start turning things around there. They they need a, a new new hierarchy. They need a new GM. They need a new coach. And they got to ditch a bunch of some players and uh, really do some turnover there. That's a team that needs a serious and, rebuild.
2: And find a quarterback.
1: That too. Well, I I'm not as down as Dogala as uh you you are. I, I think I We're not. Think I'm not down on him. him. I just I don't think, he, think he's good he enough. He needs more Okay, and maybe not. but I think maybe he just needs some more um more uh, experience. I mean he did kinda of get thrust in there with some injuries earlier in the season with Trevor Harris and stuff like that. I think after some experience, more experience he may be able to uh be a more consistent starter, but maybe not. We'll see. Time will tell. But, Saskatchewan, and finally, I feel good for the Ottawa fans and the Ottawa players after some really bad losses that they should have won. Uh, not just the BC game, but earlier this year against Montreal. There have been a couple other ones. Good to see them finally hold the lead in front of their home fans and, and get a victory. And, hey, I mean, they're not great, but they're still not out of it playoff-wise. So, like they say in the poker term, a chip in a chair. They're not done. We'll see how they go Moving forward, I mean, I don't expect them to make the playoffs, but hey, it's not completely impossible yet. Well, Ottawa's got back to back with Montreal
2: and and then they right. they play play Toronto, and Toronto has made the you know they're already resting people, so that that that's a game that's winnable for them, and they're, mm-hmm. and, and they have back to back with Toronto, so they have back to back with Montreal and back to back with Toronto for the rest of the season. They could pull off four victories. Yeah, and that was about Hamilton because you know Hamilton has to has not shown a lot of merit lately, and and they have, and then they get pummeled, and it it, it it's it's cat and mouse for all of these teams right now. The four bottom ones, four on two on each in division, that were actually including Saskatchewan in there. Montreal is untouchable. I don't think anybody's going to touch Montreal. They're going to make the playoffs. Hamilton might get ahead of them, but I doubt it. But Ottawa could take over Hamilton. Calgary and or Edmonton could take over Saskatchewan. But both Calgary and Edmonton have a tough schedule for the rest of the season, where Ottawa's is pretty slack. It's doable. Yeah, it's
1: doable. Although I still think Hamilton's starting to come around, so we'll see.
2: They, they they did, and then all of a sudden they just absolutely collapsed last week. Right. Right? I mean, it was a terrible game against Toronto. Anyhow, um, William, Ottawa, Saskatchewan,
1: Friday yes. night football. Um, yeah, I watched it. I watched most Take of it. Man. I watched 90% of it, 99% of it. Um you know, I've seen Sorry. I've seen worse football games. I've seen better football games. Um, Saskatchewan, they uh, didn't even want to be there, which which blows my mind because it's the end of the year and they're still fighting for a playoff spot. And I just I just I don't get it when a team shows up with. That's not motivated to win. I just don't it's, get it. It's coaching. And and, and it's, it's against Ottawa. Coaching. Fuck off. Fuck fuck off it's coaching. Okay. It's 100% these are coaching. professional play these are professional players. They should be fucking motivated. It's that simple. Okay? And and sure. yes, it helps when you don't have it helps when you don't have good coaching. I'm uh I'm not uh I'm not convinced that Craig Dickinson isn't a good coach. But, hey, whatever. I mean, uh, it was a a pretty uh, vanilla kind of game. And uh, Saskatchewan didn't want to be there. So, you know, but they're still going to make the playoffs. And the scariest thing is it doesn't matter if you go into BC or if you can go into Winnipeg. On any given Sunday, you have a chance. Okay, mm-hmm. so, and I, I, you guys keep on talking about Dogala as their, as their quarterback. They do have a quarterback. They have Trevor Harris, and he will get better eventually. When? So, and I think he signed for, I think he signed for two or three years. Did he not? But he's like thirty-nine now. That's the concern with him is that he's so much older, that he's. Quite up there in years. Yeah, well, I would be. I would, even, be, uh, I would anybody, be surprised if he's back has has next it, year. Has anybody? Well, has anybody on Saskatchewan looked better than he did during the beginning of the year? No. So.
2: Yeah, but yeah, I think but, they got to
1: stick with him.
2: The, show but, me a team. T- show me a team at the beginning of the season, short of Winnipeg. That actually looked good. Well, wow. right. So Whatever. yeah, Trevor Harris uh-huh. won, won what three games, four games in a row at the beginning of the season, and, and that was the majority know, really? of their wins. Oh yeah, really? they won they okay. won like the first first three or four games of the season, and then uh, and and then they shit the bed ever since. Right. And uh, when they lost yeah. Trevor Harris, and yes, but. Everybody else in the league looked like shit too. Yeah, Saskatchewan okay. went one. They oh they got no they went they lost to Winnipeg in week two. Then they beat Calgary in week three. Week four was a buy for them. They beat Edmonton in week five. Uh, they got lo- beat by Calgary. Yeah, so I mean they they were. They won three out of their first four games. And then they, uh-huh. they literally haven't won anything since.
1: Well, they did beat uh, Winnipeg a couple weeks
2: ago. Yeah. Yeah, and they beat BC yeah. too, right?
1: Yeah. Yes, we did.
2: But you know, you, you, when you get half your wins in the first four weeks, and then you, you 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 barely double it up by the end of the season, there's not a whole lot going on for Saskatchewan right now. Unfortunately, they're not looking very promising. Rudy, okay, big Saskatchewan fan, tell us what's
3: going on. Ah, <clears throat> you know what? I, I bet on Ottawa this that game and. I wasn't really worried about the result, um, and you know the scary thing though is like you say Saskatchewan and Ottawa they're they're hanging around hanging around, and I mean if you're Saskatchewan and you get a one game shot against Winnipeg in the playoffs, and who cares what your record is right, and uh, you have nothing to lose, and that's a scary team to play, and and even Ottawa they. Ottawa should be in the playoffs. Ottawa should be tied with Montreal right now, but they just have some incredible, horrid luck this year. Oh, no, they, I guess you make your own. You make your own bad luck too. So you know they're, they're to blame for for some of those losses for sure. So, um, but if they if they are ever to sweep Montreal, then it might be the most. It'll be the most exciting uh, stretch of uh, playoff drive we've seen in a long time. The CFL because. You could end up with a three-way tie for second place in the East, the way it's going. You could. You could. And, you know, and yep. you know what's funny is every's writing Calgary off. They do stupid things. They might put a good game together on the rope, like they did in Toronto, the, the one game they almost won. Um, so, I mean, I'm not writing Calgary off yet, uh, almost, but, uh, yeah, I mean – We'll see how it goes. That's about it. I have nothing else to say about that game. Two mediocre teams fighting it out.
2: It's going to be exciting. I mean, very rare. I mean, we're we're going into week 17, and we have not eliminated a team from the
3: playoffs yet. I agree. My question is, this is because there's so many shitty teams this year. That's not really... It's not a. It's not a product of great play. It's a product of of, of just below. Average. A lot of mediocrity. Yes, maybe less than. We and have exciting. We have
2: three teams. We have three teams in the CFL right now that are above five hundred.
3: Yeah, I mean, if they say a fifty-five to fifty-four football game is a, it, it's an exciting game, but it's not a well-played game. Because there no. was some defensive issues, you know what I mean. So that's it. it could so have cool. been. It just wasn't. Yeah.
2: Okay. So anyhow, this this game ended up Ottawa thirty six, Saskatchewan twenty eight. Total point score was sixty four. Charles, you took Saskatchewan. You ended up with four points. Will, you took uh, Saskatchewan. You, you got, got twenty eight. That was a pretty good one there, 28. Uh, CJ took Ottawa with 110, and Rudy took Ottawa with 108 points. The second game up on on Friday Night Football was the BC Lions into Edmonton to play the Elks. Now, here, I'm going to go back, backtrack for a minute to the level of fucking stupidity that happened in the scheduling department at the league head office. So, we all know that CFL games are three hours long each. Why do they... Start a game in Ottawa, and two and a half hours later, start a game in BC. So we've got an overlap of 30 minutes. Now, a lot of people say, well, that's not a big deal. You just PVR one game, you watch the other one, everything is great. Well, that's only if you have cable vision, okay? If you actually have, you you can do that so that you can PVR a game. But if you're streaming it, you can't stream, you can't PVR streaming this. Okay, so beside the point, and if you're listening to them on Sirius XM, Sirius XM only has one channel that has football. So I had to listen to this god-awful Saskatchewan Rough Rider Ottawa final. When I turn into PC, it's 21 to 7. I'm going, I'm on the road, I'm driving, right? And I'm going, what? 21 to 7? This game's like over. I mean, it wasn't because they, you know, Edmonton came back and played decent football, and BC didn't. But um, it, it literally the game was over. It was it, it, and and I missed the entire thing because some moron in in Toronto can't tell time. Three hours long games. You don't put. I personally, I think they should have a three and a half hours on the first team and. You know, if one goes into overtime or it takes a little longer to do it, so be it. If it doesn't, then you've got the TSN panel that can talk for 30 minutes and and carry on, and then we start the next game. I mean, that would be the ultimate way of doing it. Obviously, they can't do it like that. TSN wants to squish it into as as short a time period as, as possible. And But seriously, why two and a half hours? Anyhow, that's my rant. Um, you so know, we had...
1: Christopher, Christopher, yes, at least at least you could have just looked at your phone and looked at the stats. Oh, wait a minute, there is no stats. I was, okay, I was
2: no no, there yeah. was no stats, and I was driving too, so it was it wasn't a, a good plan. Um, so we the second game on Friday night was the BC Lions into Edmonton to play the Elks at Commonwealth Stadium, and It went according to plan, but it didn't. I mean, BC is the stronger team. We can't really debate that. Edmonton has been playing some really good football lately with Trey Ford in there. But Trey Ford still is – he's played really good against weak teams. And he really hasn't been challenged against better quality teams. Now, I – I'm, I keep challenging myself, and I'm, I'm being – I don't know if it, – it's not being humble or anything else, but I keep – I'm hesitant to call BC a strong team, even though they're tied for Winnipeg for the top of the Western Division, okay? Um, they have this way of disappointing me, and, and this year. I mean, how did they lose a game to Saskatchewan, and then how did they lose a game to Hamilton back-to-back? It's ridiculous. Well, you can do the same like wrong. About Winnipeg. Uh, you can, yeah, 100% you can. And that's why we're tied at 10 and 10. Um, so it, it, it was a questionable game going in. It would, I had no doubt that BC was going to win, but I, I was kind of cheering for Edmonton a little bit to come out and play a really good game of football because so, their fans deserve it. I, I wouldn't have been overly disappointed if BC lost this game or the Elks had won this game, but it, it turned out the way that it did. And I was pretty happy about it. So I didn't actually get to see the game. I got to see the last five minutes on, on TV, on the iPad, because I was driving the whole time. But uh, I listened to it, and yeah, it was interesting. I, I There was times where I was frustrated. I mean, Vernon Adams does throw a pick six for, what, his first throw, first pass of the game, first, second, or something like that. It's ridiculous. How do you do that? You score on your opening drive, and you let – you give him a pick six on the next one, and, and, and he's in the end zone, and then, oh, my God. Okay. Uh, I'll let this one go. Uh, Charles, you watched it. You're a BC Lions fan. You tell us what happened in this game.
1: The Lions were kind of hot and cold in this game. Uh, they, they, like you said, first two drives, one's a long touchdown drive, the next one's a pick six. And then they seemed to almost take the game over, and they built up a twenty-one to seven lead. And then they let the Eskimos back in. It was kind of a roller coaster of a game. The Lions were up and then they were down, um, and up and down, and up and down, and up and down. It was a, a really bad. It was back it was played, and forth. Let's face it; it was an entertaining game. It was back and forth. Both teams had some strong points. In the end, the talent won out, as a lot of times it will. The Lions, I believe, are a more talented team. They ended up winning. Uh, I thought Taequann uh, Zell uh, maybe had his best game of the year at uh, over 100 yards and two touchdowns. I thought Javon Chatoy had a very strong game this year. I thought Adams, he did throw a couple of picks, uh, but he made some nice touchdown passes and so on. I mean, picks are going to happen. Uh, I always think the pick isn't the most important thing is how a quarterback responds to it. The Lions uh, had seven sacks on Trey Ford. They really didn't let him get going. And the one big plus for me that a lot of people aren't talking about is the Lions, the, Esca, the Elks have actually a very, very good running game between Trey Ford and between uh, the running back. Um, shoot, what's his name? Um, why am I drawing a blank? It's Edmonton's running back. What's his name? Uh, he, he Nobody ever Uh Yeah, yeah they, they've got uh, well, they've got a good running back. Part of me, the Brown, hmm? Brown, Is it Brown? Yeah. Brown for yeah. Edmonton running back, yeah, that's Brown. Yeah,
3: Brown. Yeah, okay. but anyways,
1: between those guys, they've actually got a very good running attack. The Lions' defense did an excellent job against the run for once, which has not been a strong point for them in recent games. But they actually held the running game in check. They held um, Trey Ford in check, which is encouraging. Um, And in the end, the Lions won out. I mean, it wasn't a masterpiece or anything. But the Lions were, for the most part, the better team. Edmonton did have their moments. But I thought the Lions played very well, for the most part. I thought they closed it out well down the stretch and pulled out the victory. Hey, I think Edmonton can... uh, can, can, you know, start uh, spouting off the improvement uh, too. This is the third game they've played the Lions this year, but this is the only game where they've actually scored points against the Lions because they got shut out the first few times. So they could say, hey, we improved too. But, uh, yeah, uh, I mean, the Lions, uh, they did what they needed to get done, and that was about it. It's Kevin Brown. Kevin Brown, thank you. Drew a, totally drew a blank, but yes, Kevin Brown. But good, um, a good one for the Lions, and uh, yeah, I'm interested to see how it goes forward with uh, Saskatchewan this
3: week. Okay, Rudy. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I watched the parts. I didn't watch this whole game. I, I figured it was going to be a, kind of a foregone conclusion. Um, but it was. Won- I think mean, Edmonton this – some. Yeah. You know what? This sums up Edmondson's year. I mean, close at times, but then just make too many mistakes to win football games. And, uh, they, uh, I mean, yeah, it was there. They, they, they certainly could have made more plays and won that game, but there's a reason why they only have four wins this year or three. So four, I mean, end of the day. So, yeah, they're, they're, they're done. And, uh, and BC, uh, I think BC is gaining momentum now. I think they're going to be a tough out next week for Winnipeg. Um, they uh, struggled mid-season, which isn't always the worst thing for a CFL team. You hit, hit those bumps, you know, at game 10 or 11, and then you straighten things out and you get going in the second half. And that's kind of where I have BC right now. But if VA can throw, can stay away from the pick sixes, uh, They'll be okay but uh, that's uh, that'll be the question that uh, we'll see what happens you
2: know i was looking at the stats because uh, it's it very challenging to do that but um <laughs> it is uh yeah, no i agree I just, it, if, if you look at the passing stats for the year uh the passing yards uh at through week 16 really come on give me a break here the stats aren't updated.
1: Surprise! Surprise!
2: Okay. Yeah, week week fifteen, not week sixteen. Stats aren't in there yet. How how do they expect people to bet if you don't keep your stats up to date? Good question. Yeah, I I I've got to go in here and see if I can get this going again. No, nope. there's no stats for week 16.
1: Of course there isn't. It's Wednesday. Why would we expect it already? It's only been like uh, three three days since the last oh, day. I mean, what, what do you I,
2: expect? I, I think I may have found it. Okay, I did find it. I did find it. It is week 16. The stats are up. But you had to go through about 18 different doors to get to them. Uh, Someone the has to
1: add, you know.
2: Yeah. Jake Mayer is leading the league in passing yards. Vernon Adams is number two. Zach Caleros is number three. Okay? It doesn't go into fourth, fifth, and sixth. So uh, Chad Kelly's somewhere down there. Okay? Uh, Passing touchdowns, Zach Caleros is up at the top with 29. Adams with 25. So he's not that far back. Chad Kelly's, you know, a, a little bit back at 21. Uh, percentage completion percentages, okay, which is a, doesn't really count because it, it's all the Trey Ford, Dustin Crumb, Jay Mason, fine, that doesn't count. Uh, and then they don't go into any more stats, and that's all the stats that they've got. Just like seriously, what's going on here? Um, roll down the page a little bit. You nope. Know, This is absolutely terrible. You cannot find any embarrassing. It is bloody embarrassing. Okay. So I I think I may have found something here. Okay. Jake Mayer top of the league in, in yards. Adams is number two. Caleros is three. Kelly is four. Fajardo is five. Okay. And then a bunch of new guys, Crumb, Powell, Dugala, Ford, Cornelius and Harris. Um, Interceptions. This is what we were talking about. Vernon Adams has the most interceptions in the league, which is 16. Jake Mayer is right behind him at 15. Right behind him is Zach Caleros at 13. Okay. Chad Kelly's done a pretty good job protecting the ball, but he still has 11 interceptions. Now, here's the problem that I have with this: the person with the most amount of interceptions, which is Vernon Adams, has the most amount of attempts like passing attempts, also has the most amount of completions. Okay? So you're, the more you throw the ball, the more you're going to be intercepted. So is it because Vernon Adams doesn't have a quality running game that he leads the league in interceptions because he's throwing the ball like more than 10% more than Caleros, who's in numbers in the second position? Or actually third. Well, no, Jake no.
3: V8's had issues in Montreal throwing interceptions, too. This isn't a new thing with him. That's no, it's what held not. him back in Montreal.
2: It's not, but he he's still number two. He's number three in, yeah. in efficiency. His yards per throw is up there. It, it, all of the stats. And here's the number, number. He's the number two. He's got the win-loss, second-largest win-loss ratio. Okay,
3: Chad Kelly is
2: number one at twelve to one, and Vernon Adams is number
3: two. All you know is the pick sixes he's thrown this year have been horrific. They've been like, "Oh, that's a pick six. When he like, he "Oh did. yeah," so it was, like they're just like, "Wow, what? Where was that going?" But
2: uh, well, mean, the Toronto game was a, a catastrophe. What? It's ridiculous. But Calaresu has <laughs> the same
3: like Calaresu the last like. Six games. He's just been all of a sudden. These interceptions have just been you like one after, after another. Pick so, after pick. Yes, and yeah, and, it, and if people remember, I mean, cool. Claro threw two or two picks in the t- 2021 Grey Cup game, and then he threw two or three last year, and and the and the, the, the so he thrown like five picks in the last two Grey Cup games. That's too many. That's, That's a lot. lot. Like Winnipeg. Winnipeg four to be two and two and three. And uh, I mean two and one in the last three Grey Cup games. So you know what, people, you know, tease us about not not three peating. I'm happy we two peated because we should have lost the 2021 Grey Cup game. Let's be honest, that game is yeah. over. So and Hamilton handed that to you. Yeah, but, I mean, Clarence were two picked in the third quarter. I mean, that was that was uh, and that should have been lights out, but Winnipeg's defense bailed us out. And they uh, they kept us hanging around. So yeah, I mean, I just I, and I don't think the interceptions. I don't think the, the throws just seem forced. It doesn't like just take what the defense get, gives you. I don't like there's another option, especially with Winnipeg. You have so many different options. You have you can dump it off to your running back. You got shown. You got Wladarisk. You can find someone's open. You're giving the defense some credit too, right? Sometimes the defense makes a good play too, so, but not, over and over. It, it
0: it
2: it it it's a weird year. It's not it's not a normal year. And you know, and everybody's sitting there. And one of the posts that came out it says, "Is Vernon Adams in the conversation for MOP?" And and everybody's going, "No, no, no, no." He's got too many looking at the stats and I'm going he's the number two quarterback in the league behind Zach Caleros. Not if, Chad if, Kelly. If BC Chad Kelly is in third. If BC,
3: if BC wins the West, absolutely. His numbers look good. I, I would have no problem mm-hmm. if he won the West. Yeah. But this is a scary if, thing.
0: Uh,
3: Adams or Caleros. You know, one game shot, if you're Saskatchewan or whoever's playing uh be you know, in the in the West semifinal, You say, hey, guys, these guys throw interceptions in a one game shot, that's all you need if Kolaris and Adams get go get wonky and throw two or three picks. There's your there's up special, so
0: Yeah. I don't okay. think
3: that'll
2: happen but. William William, we're still talking about B C and Edmonton.
1: Yes I know. I was listening.
0: Good.
2: <laughs> I was
1: listening, and I just wanted to throw my two cents in there. I did say yes, by the way, as far as should Vernon Adams be considered for for MOP, because I think he's yeah, had I a saw pretty that. stellar year. He's had a pretty stellar year, and
0: uh,
1: it basically comes down to if your team wins or not. Um, but as far as the Edmonton-DC game goes, I was a little disappointed, but then on the other hand, I wasn't disappointed because I kept on hearing Christopher Jones in the back of my head saying, oh, Edmonton's coming on, Edmonton's coming on. You know what? They beat Saskatchewan and Calgary the last two weeks. Who the fuck cares? And now they got to play BC, which is a team with a winning record. So, so I'm not shocked that... That Edmonton didn't win. I, I still don't think Edmonton is that good of a football team to be honest with you. Oh. The Trey Ford, Trey Ford thing is a good thing, but I think teams are starting to catch on and they're starting to have a guy hold back and watch what Trey Ford's going to do. And if he doesn't turn into a drop-back passer, then uh, he's probably not going to be in the CFL very long. So Correct. But BC one, which I expected BC to win, and uh, they're they're a, they're a they're a good football team, if you will. They're not for for some reasons, they just don't seem as as uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for polished as racy as as racy oh as gosh. Winnipeg and and Toronto, but they're a good football team and. If they play their game, if they play their game, then you know what? They'll be good football games coming up. So, okay. But they 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 have had some growing uh, problems this year when they've taken the other teams too lightly, when they weren't very good teams, and they got their asses kicked. But I think uh, they uh, lost those games at the right time because I think they learned from it, and there was a whole bunch of season ahead of them to to deal with it. You know what I mean? I do. So
2: I, I mean, in, in one of the things that you said there, Will, you said you don't think that Edmonton is that good of a team. I do not. I don't believe that they're in the same caliber as BC, Winnipeg, Toronto.
1: But no, out of the bottom
2: no. section, I think they're one of the better ones.
1: Yeah, I don't. I don't believe that either. I think I'm, thinking, I'm thinking on any given day they can be better than the bottom feeders, but on any given day. Some of the bottom feeders can be better than them. So, I, I you know, I mean, they lost. The, they lost to the Cal- the Calgary. They lost to the Calgary on Labor Day, and then they beat Calgary a week later. So, I, I think they're all equally shitty on the bottom of the league. Okay. So, but whatever.
2: No, I don't disagree with Here's you. I just thoughts. think that. That the bottom part of this league is is actually the bottom two thirds, because you yeah. can pile that garbage all all in the same yeah, bin. Absolutely. Because
1: the bottom six teams are, are there's no nobody standing out right you now. You could you could you could take the bottom six teams, put them in a tournament, and I couldn't fucking guess on who was going to come out on top. No. Okay. I couldn't, I, yes. I chance. couldn't
2: either, but I'd say that the odds were better for Edmonton than anybody else.
1: Yeah, but you're a, you're an, you're a Chris Jones uh, fan, so that's why you like Edmonton so much.
2: I do. I do.
1: Right.
2: Right? I, I'm not a In Trey is. Ford fan. I don't think that he's... He, I, I don't like quarterbacks who tuck the ball and run at the first opportunity. I'd rather him take a few reads and then go, well, there's nothing left. Now I got to run or get pushed out of the pocket and have to run. But when it, yeah. it, it I'm going to,
0: okay. you know, it's,
2: it's that young football happy feet type of thing that I just don't like. And, you know, and, and that is exactly what um, Nathan Rourke did in college. Is he? He was a runner, right? He, he he made his mark by running, and then when he got into the BC Lions, he he mindfully, he mindfully stopped doing that. And and it was like night. It was such a relief to see a young kid, 24 years old, actually have the pocket presence to play there. And you cannot compare Trey Ford with him. They're they're. Global opposite players. Well, who said they were
1: comparing Trey Ford with him?
2: We're not. I'm just saying that, right. you know what they're saying, oh, he, he's the next, next great Canadian coming up. Well, he's not.
1: Well, there, well there, he is because he's he is because he's, the only, he's the only Canadian quarterback in the CFL right now. So
0: yes,
2: if I he know.
1: sticks and he's a starter, he'll be the next great Canadian. <laughs> Yeah. Hey, let me <laughs> That's, that's like being the tallest
2: midget, right?
1: Speaking speaking of great Canadians, I got to tell you. Guys, well, no, I'll tell you about the Calgary. Calgary the Calgary. Great Canadians, Calgary. You talk, you're
2: talking going to talk about Alex Alex Singleton over in 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 Denver cuz his team got Well, I, I did I did have I
1: did have I did have a night, I did dream of what Alex Singleton on Sunday night. And my dream was that's weird. Alex Singleton chasing chasing Miami Dolphins down the field because he did that a whole bunch on Sunday, okay? Yeah. So
2: the wrong way.
1: I, mean, yeah, I know. yeah, I know. Okay.
2: So the final score in this game was B C Lions thirty seven, Edmonton twenty nine, sixty six points total. Charles picked BC, got a hundred points. Will took Edmonton got eight points. CJ took BC, got 106. We really underestimated the score in this game. Rudy did the best. He got, he, he, he got 12 points. It was closest in score, but he took Edmonton, so that doesn't count at all. Um, Saturday night, we had a couple of games. We had the uh, Montreal Alouettes coming west to play Calgary at, in, in McMahon Stadium, and Calgary, you know, pretty strong in McMahon this year, so, you know, it's going to be a good battle. Uh, that's not what I saw, but uh, anyhow, I'm gonna turn the William. You were at the game, right? You talked to us about this Calgary Montreal game. The Alouettes just kind of kind of spanked them a little so, bit. There, I,
1: I don't, I don't, I don't have to talk about the game in general because uh, any time you lose to Cody Fajardo, you're a fucking loser. Okay, because <laughs> um, Calgary, Calgary. Uh, Calgary made him look like an mop. To be honest with you, um, this is well, by far and away. This is by far and away the worst Calgary team I have seen since I've been watching the Stampeders. And yes, that does include the Matt Dunigan year. Okay, it's a her- it's it's a horrible football team. They don't have any drive. They don't have any desire. They don't have anything. The biggest problem that the Calgary Stampeders have is they need two offensive tackles, they need a quarterback, and they need a defensive backfield. So, basically, you could rebuild the whole team if you wanted to. Um, they, 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 this was, in reality, probably the biggest game of their year, and they came out, and they were coming off a bye week, and they came out like they didn't even want to fucking be there. And it was pathetic as a fan to sit in the stands and watch that. Okay. But, but on a good note, here's, a, here's on a good note. We were talking about great Canadians earlier. And you guys have heard me make fun of John Cornish numerous times running up and down the field with a flag. Um, during Peter games. But on Saturday afternoon, he was in the stands, and he was, he was walking through different sections, and he walked through my section, and he sat down right in front of me. He, he saw a nine-year-old boy there with his mother, and he sat there, and he talked to this nine-year-old boy for about ten minutes, Okay, which I thought was pretty amazing. And he signed he signed a bunch of stuff for him. He signed a bunch of stuff for him, and he signed a bunch of stuff for everybody else. And then in the middle of the game, he stands up and turns around, and he introduces the whole crowd to this, this kid who was turning nine years old on Sunday, and he got the entire crowd to sing happy birthday to this nine-year-old boy. I was totally blown away and impressed by that so that's my john corner story so that made the game for me to be honest with you okay so i i I can't say
0: this i
2: i really want to but i can't say it
1: no don't say it christopher
2: (laughs) do you know what i'm thinking okay
0: um I, I,
2: I kind of agree. I, I don't have a problem with what you've just said, but Saskatchewan outplayed the, the Montreal Alouettes. It may not sound no, like Calgary. it, but if you, sorry, what did Calgary. I say? Yeah, Calgary Stampeders out, outplayed the Montreal no, they Alouettes.
1: No they, did. no, they did not. Holy they shit. They did not?
2: Why do you say that?
1: because the score was 28 to fucking 11 or whatever it was. That, is, that was the score. It. That was the score. That's all that matters. Well, I I know it
2: is and it, there's a W, but they outpassed them, outrushed them. They they had more net yards, they had more first downs. You know, it it just
1: they just did but a better job playing football. They
2: just couldn't it didn't it put it in the it end zone. Matter.
1: I know. I know it doesn't matter. Jake Mayer Jake was fucking atrocious. He was horrible. He wouldn't even be my third string. He wouldn't even be my third string quarterback if I owned a team. Okay, he's fucking awful, and I've been (laughs) saying that for a year now. I know, and you have. Okay, I'm telling you, he's nobody's starter, especially Calgary's.
2: Well, he actually is Calgary's starter. Yeah, I know. But, you know, if, if know. Calgary released him tomorrow or today, okay? Yeah.
1: yeah. There's
2: a couple yeah. teams in the league that would pick him up. He, he would be better than what Saskatchewan has. He would be better than what Montreal has.
1: Uh-huh, but... Okay, so I noticed some of your comments today online, or was it today or whatever it was, um, and you're talking about how Calgary has gone backwards with Dave Dickinson. He's he's correct. another example. He's another example. If he got fired tomorrow, I betcha it would be 24 hours, and he'd have a job in the CFL.
2: And, I and guarantee that might it.
1: Be.
2: That doesn't make him a good coach.
1: Well, okay.
2: It doesn't, does it?
1: Okay, we're gonna we're gonna talk about that later on, anyway. So
2: are we? Okay, I'm gonna oh, do yeah. that. I'm gonna put I, oh, yeah. I, I put Charles on mute. He was making some funny noises. Must have a cold. Sorry, I was, I, uh,
1: no, no, I was no, no. I sneezed a couple times. I tried to hold back so I didn't sneeze into the microphone. Yeah.
2: Anyhow, I had you on mute, buddy, and uh, you could have just texted me if you needed to say something. But there you go. Talk about That's this okay. I forgot that I
1: was on mute and I was trying to talk, and I realized I was talking to nobody.
2: <laughs> I, I, I would rather you put it on mute and then you can take it off when you want.
1: Oh, I should anyhow. remember to do that, I guess. Yeah.
2: That would be nice. When so um, you're not talking, put it on mute. We, we, we had agreed that that was going to happen, and just nobody seems to do it, but that's okay.
1: Uh Montreal Calgary. Uh well, Calgary pulled an absolute no show at home. I I I when you said that Calgary um outplayed Montreal, um, I kinda raised my eyebrow a little bit I'm like, How is that even possible when you get beaten twenty eight to eleven? Yeah, they had a lot of yardage between the twenties and so on, but they had no finish uh really. I mean this to a Calgary's a team that used to have a running game. I remember not that last year with Kadim Carey, uh, they had a running game and so on. Um, but, I mean, this year they're just not getting anything going. I mean, you, you look at the stats in this game, and they, yeah, they had a lot of yardage and so on, through some yardage through the air. 271 yards isn't a bad. Um,
2: not a bad outing
1: not a bad outing but when it's all between the 20s and you're not moving the ball very well uh, it's kind of hollow and so on and Calgary is a home team with a team against Montreal and Montreal is not the great team I mean they were coming into this game they were under 500 but they just pulled an absolute no show in this game there was just no urgency there was no uh, strong play and they, they Calgary's come up too many times this year like that um, they had the one game where they beat Toronto, and I don't know. I thought, hey, they're they're turning things around. This is going to boost them and so on, and they've really been crap since then. They really have not done much at all since that game. In fact, they've just gone steadily downhill, and uh, I'm sorry. I, I'm with Will. Jake Mayer is not a starting quarterback. I mean, you're right when you say that if he were released, he'd be signed probably um, very quickly. But that's more to do with the lack of quarterbacking in the CFL right now rather than that, his that, out. that was my point. He's, yeah. And he's not great um, by any stretch of the imagination, but he's still better than some of these other plumbers that are playing on other teams. But uh, with all due respect, uh, Calgary should be embarrassed by this performance, especially at home when they've had a team that struggled with attendance and to have an absolute no-show against Montreal – even if they'd have lost, but they'd have played well, and it was a battle that went right down to the uh, right down the wire, then I think some fans could accept that. But to just just give a terrible performance, uh, that's unexcusable, especially this time of year with Calgary. And we've talked about other teams not being out of the playoff hunt. Well, Calgary's not out of the playoff hunt right now either. But. Um, they don't show any urgency in trying to get back into it. I don't know. It's just uh, Calgary's just having a terrible year. Just I've never seen anything like this with the two Alberta teams, just both bottom feeders. Uh, you never seen it. And give Montreal credit. They went in and did what they needed to do on the road, but I don't think Calgary made it very hard for them, other than Mike always taking headshots shots at people.
0: <laughs>
1: at least he's trying. Rudy to what uh, injure people he's <laughs> doing a good job of it. Rudy,
2: Rudy, Rudy. Yeah, oh.
3: uh, I I lost some money on this game. I thought Calgary was going to win this easy. I thought this wouldn't be a close. But uh, Jake Mayer, I think some turnovers inside the twenties, and that just killed it momentum wasn't in Montreal. <laughs> and 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 Montreal. Uh, actually just stay out of Calgary's way and let them bumble around the field and and they scored points when when they had the opportunities and they played a a pretty good road game I guess concerning Calgary shit the bed okay. uh, it's uh disappointing if you're a staffs fan it's not uh tough to watch though because uh it's not doing much for attendance in Calgary either. So hopefully things get turned around. Now I don't know maybe you'll you'll know more than I will, but is the ownership not spending enough money on players? Is that an issue now? It wasn't in the past. And Huff was able to always find these guys, but I mean this year going into the season we all said, Well, okay, Huff's got some up his sleeve, right? Because he's just not gonna let Calgary start with this lineup. They have they need some improvements. But none was never made, so we shouldn't be really shocked, I guess, by this performance or, or this year, but I guess we have to see it to believe it, and uh, here we are. And uh, I mean, if they don't spend any money in the offseason to, to improve their roster, so it's not going to get any better. You're going to be Ottawa East, Ottawa West. That's all you're going to be. So hopefully things change in, in Calgary and uh, they're competitive next year. I I almost think that's yeah. insulting to Ottawa. Yeah, well, yeah, and I mean honestly, the Owls aren't a great team. The Owls are not good. Like anybody thinks the Owls are good, please, they're no. they just tallest midget bull. Maybe Ottawa, maybe Montreal wins the tallest midget competitions at the bottom. I six. mean, it's
2: T- Cody Fajardo's over there. I mean, come on, seriously. It, it, this this league is 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 pathetic right now. I I don't know what well, else If Cody Fajardo
1: is your starting quarterback, I'll never call you a good team. But Charles, they're the fourth best team in the league.
2: They're in the top. It feels half. like it's a
3: pickup game when when the that's when, the when it's a bottom six ma- When it's a bottom six matchup, it feels like it's a pickup game where any team can win. Who depends who's more who's the least hungover. That's the way it, what, it feels. What, I mean that's. What, th-
2: that's what Will said. You take the bottom six teams, you put them into a tournament, and you could not yeah. pick the winner.
3: I couldn't. Yeah.
2: Couldn't and do cause
3: it. And because they all do stupid shit at different times. So you don't know what team's going to do the, the most stupid shit to lose the game. So you don't really you know, you know. I mean, you out know of those bottom top, six, you've got, you got four
2: coaches yeah. that have been screwing up this year. Right? Yeah. The two Dickinsons, Bob then, Dice – and Orlando Steinauer, they've done dumb shit that has actually
3: lost them games. And you tack on, and then you tack on like, yeah, and you tack on their quarterback, Seattle, and they, they, who knows when they, when they start throwing the ball, you know, they, who knows? where it's going. It's, uh, okay. Yeah.
2: Final score was Montreal 28, Calgary 11. Total point scores 38. Charles took Calgary. You got 24 points. Will took Calgary, got 36 points. CJ took Calgary. I got eight points. Rudy picked Calgary. He got 22 points. This was a terrible game. Everybody thought Calgary was going to win, and Montreal came in and slapped them around. Oh, my good Lord. Okay, last game of the week, uh, week 16, uh, was the Hamilton Tiger Cats coming up the road to Toronto to play the Argonauts. Now, this was their fourth Fourth meeting of the year, I think it was, wasn't it? The, the, yeah, this was the fourth meeting between Hamilton and Toronto this year. And Toronto was up three games to none. Who couldn't or who didn't predict this one to happen? Toronto still had something to play at this point in time. They were they had not clinched the division title. Uh, and they were still kind of playing in this game. So it came out and Toronto played football. I don't know what you can call what Hamilton did. I mean, Hamilton, Calgary, Saskatchewan just didn't play football this week. They didn't. I I don't know what Hamilton was doing, what they were thinking, what they did, they prepare for this game. Did they know that they actually had to play 60 minutes? What, what happened? What's the deal? It was, it was a, I honestly thought Hamilton was on the rise. You know, they they finally found a little bit of a quarterback here in uh, Taylor Powell. And they were looking, looking kind of sharp. They took a game away from BC. Uh, you know, and then they just stink it up. And this was a terrible game by them. William, you start us off, please. Hello. Yeah, go ahead. What's going on, William? Can somebody talk?
1: I can. Okay, go. I don't know what happened to Will. We must have lost him or something.
2: No, he's still on here. I don't know what's going on. But go ahead,
1: Charles. I heard him say hello, but... uh... Last week, we were all talking about the Hamilton Tiger Cats, and we were all commenting how we all thought that they were going to surpass Montreal and take second place in the East. Do any of us think that still? Because, quite frankly, um, after uh, last week's game against Toronto, my opinion of the Tiger Cats... uh, took a bit of a hit because quite frankly, they weren't competitive in this. They were embarrassed in this game. Um, Toronto took this game over from basically from the kickoff and went out and won the game uh, pretty much by halftime. Hamilton was embarrassed in this game. They just couldn't get anything going. I thought they were – I didn't know if they were going to beat uh, Toronto. But I thought they'd at least be competitive. They weren't. This was a blowout. That score, 29-14 to 14 for Toronto, is very flattering to Hamilton because it was a much, much more um, one-sided game there. They pulled a no-show, much like I mentioned earlier with Calgary. They didn't show up to this game at all. Um, sorry, Charles. It was kind of embarrassing. Hmm? I said sorry. I forgot but to what? put
2: Will in the box going to ring in a minute.
1: Okay, I didn't hear anything, so um, well, no, I do. <laughs> I can hear also you now. Okay, that was back. Okay. Take, but anyway, continue, it was Charles. a no show by Hamilton. It was embarrassing. Um, and you think Hamilton, Toronto and Hamilton, they're the big rivals in Ontario and stuff like that. You think this is a game that the Hamilton players are going to get up for? But they came out flat as a pancake. They didn't seem to care. Uh, I thought they were finally starting to get their shit together in Hamilton, uh, but it's looking like I was wrong because, quite frankly, that was that was a terrible performance, and um, they're they're they've fallen back to where they were in my estimation a few weeks ago before they had went on a little bit of a run there, and uh, they're back down lower in my standings again. Yeah.
2: I, I don't know. I want to challenge you on something here. I, I've actually made fluffier pancakes than they played. Okay, fair enough. You know, you said they're flat as a pancake. And I, I've i made some pretty fluffy pancakes because this team was terrible. Well, then they were flatter as a pancake then. How's that? Yeah, flatter, flatter than a pancake, yes. Flatter
1: well, than a deal pancake. I'm willing uh, to go with it,
2: that. It, it, it was terrible. Okay, hey, William, you want to jump in now? Are you you back among the living?
1: Yeah, um you know what, that game went the way it should have went. Toronto should have dominated, it, which they did. And Hamilton didn't show up, which they did. So yeah, I'm uh not surprised, but I was surprised because Toronto had already clinched uh had already clinched first place, had they not, or did they do that last no, weekend? No, they needed I this can't game. Remember. Yeah, then okay, right, so that's it why won. they played well. So, once again, how the fuck are they going to be motivated for the rest of the year? Good luck. Good luck. But on that note, all the a lot of the a lot of the Toronto coaches have been in that position before cuz they were in that position with Calgary when they right. coached in Calgary.
2: But they weren't and successful so either. Were they? Be-
1: no, they they've seen it before. So let's see if they do something different, or is there, or is there a solution to that? I don't know if there is. Uh, I don't think so. I mean, I guess what you could do is you could, you could put, you could put all your starters in, and you could get them to play out the rest of the season. And even though they're not motivated and they could get hurt, but say they, but they could go through the rest of the season and win all those games and they could go on to win the Grey Cup, but what happens during that six weeks if they have some major injuries? Because that's all we'll talk about if that happens. Yeah. So, I don't know. It's a rock and a hard place. 100% sure. it is.
2: It's the worst situation to be in in football. And it's avoidable. It's yep. completely completely avoidable by moving this to one division. Because then Toronto has yes, to keep yep. going because they've got Edmonton and BC right on their heels.
3: I agree. I agree.
2: You're not re- you're not resting happen. Chad Kelly tomorrow or, or this weekend, right? Because never is a long time. Okay, so you lose the game to Winnipeg, Winnipeg takes you.
1: Never is a long time but but i don't think it'll ever happen just like i don't think we'll ever have stats in the CFL again okay
0: <laughs>
1: but. how does how does that how does that how does that fucking guy keep his job oh my god he's almost like pierre junior okay uh yeah. Crazy. Fidel
2: Junior.
0: Okay.
2: Who did, Rudy, did you go on this game? Toronto Hamilton?
3: No, I mean, you guys covered it. it's fine. There's not much to add. It was a It was terrible. Yeah. Let's move on.
2: Okay. So Toronto fit it to was Toronto Argonauts twenty nine, Hamilton Tiger Cats fourteen, total po- Points were 43. Charles, you took Hamilton to win. You got 38 points. Will, you went with Toronto, 130 points. Good job, buddy. CJ took Toronto. He got 132 points. And Rudy went with Hamilton and scored a big whopping 50 points because he nailed the score. Just picked the wrong fucking team, eh? Okay. So, now let's go over here. I got to find... Oh, oh, wrong thing. I got to bring up Sparky. We haven't talked about Sparky yet. Uh, anyhow, so this is how it ended up in week 15. CJ pulled off a 356 points, Charles with 166, Rudy with 192, and William, 202 points. Way to go, buddy. So the year to date, CJ is pulling ahead a little bit, putting some separation in here. 5,064 points, Charles is in there at 47.96, Rudy at 46.68, and Will's back there at 35.24. There we go. I'd love to see what they kind of look like against all the other guys in the Let's Talk thing on the Pick'em thing in CFL. Uh, I don't know how to get in there, and I I don't know how to get in there, whatever not not important but maybe maybe sparky can put up a, a snapshot of it and send it to me for next week that would be kind of cool after this week's games okay uh do, 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 do. let's go into this this week's games. speaking of and what week are we in we're in week 17 and the first game up on friday night football is the toronto argonauts traveling west sort of west to winnipeg to play the blue bombers well Chad Kelly is going to rest this game. They're not going to play their number one quarterback. I totally and completely disagree with this philosophy, um, but I do understand it, but I disagree with it. Uh, So Toronto's not going to be starting to rest their players. Winnipeg's still has to be balls to the wall foot to the floor because bc's tied with them although they you know everybody says well there's a difference in point differential well the point differential doesn't matter it really doesn't matter because bc and winnipeg have to go head to head in two weeks time so the points at this point in time are completely irrelevant i mean if bc beats winnipeg by one point it doesn't matter bc's won the season series so um Winnipeg has to play hard. Toronto's got nothing to play for. This one is going to be a no-brainer. If anybody doesn't pick Winnipeg for this one, there's something seriously the matter. I'm going to start it off with Charles. What do you got?
1: Well, this I is get... really stupid because this was supposed to be the 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 two top teams in each division going head to head to see who has at least bragging rights about who the best. Football team is then we're not going to get that now because they're going to rest Chad Kelly. So even if the Bombers go on to beat Toronto, they didn't really Toronto because they're not playing Toronto's not playing their uh, their their full and top team. It, it's kind of a taking what should have been a, a a marquee matchup and kind of turned it into a, you know a glorified exhibition game. You got Toronto. I mean, I know they're worried about injuries and this and that, but we're six weeks or so still from the playoffs. It's too early to be resting people. I'm sorry, it is. I know you're home and cool out. I know you've clinched the Eastern Division. And I know and if you're playing a team like Hamilton or Ottawa or something like that, then maybe I get resting Chad Kelly because without Jack Kelly, you can probably still beat those teams. You're playing against the Bombers here. I still think you play Chad Kelly. You play your full team. This is a uh, supposed to be a marquee matchup, and it's not anymore because you're not going to get the full uh, the full Toronto team. So, like I said, if Winnipeg beats them, big deal. Who cares? They weren't playing their full team, so they should beat them. So, having said that, I am going to go now with Winnipeg. I might have gone with Toronto had they been playing their full team. But I'm not going to go with them now, and I don't think many other people would either. Because, quite frankly, they should be a, a pretty, um, honestly, a pretty easy Winnipeg win. I don't think it's going to be that close now, because they really don't seem to care, Toronto. So I'm going to go Winnipeg and uh, say 49 points. 49 points, okay.
2: Um, I had something to add to that, something that you, that you
0: said. That's it. Hello?
1: Hello. Hello. Oh. Hello. I- Where did he go, Charles? Can you hear I me? me? I can hear you. Okay. I can't you hear you. Anyone CJ. hear me? Yeah, I can yeah, hear you. Him. Yeah, He's yeah I hear you. I hear Rudy, I hear Will, I don't hear CJ. Yeah,
3: this CJ's off.
1: He must have. He was just about to say something, and then he dropped dropped off. Hmm. So we just go out of their picks. I get We'll go. Let's go on. He'll probably come back, or you must be got cut off. Oh, there he I'm is. Just,
2: I'm, I'm into my backup mode right away. I'm on my cell phone now. Off the computer and onto the telephone. So here we go, and. Uh, so William, you go ahead next, buddy.
1: Um, I should pick Toronto, but that's a for sure. I, I would assume that's a for sure loss because if they're not playing Chad Kelly, and the rumor is Chad Kelly is a little banged up, so maybe that's why they're sitting him. Because you know what, missing one game with five games to go to get a guy healthy so that he makes the playoffs, you know that's not a bad that's not a bad thought. Um. And and the other the other thing is Winnipeg's going to be ultra motivated because correct me if I'm wrong, Rudy. Is this the first time they've played each other this year? Yes. Yes. It's the only time. Okay. So so Winnipeg's also looking for revenge from the Grey Cup. And so, what the hell? So give them a false sense of security. So I'm going to pick. Uh, I'm going to pick Winnipeg
0: 60.
1: How does that sound? I think that's a lot of points because I
2: don't think Toronto's going to score that many.
1: Yeah, but Winnipeg could score 60. Yeah, there's a possibility in there.
2: Anyhow, I remembered what I was going to say. Uh, Chad Kelly is a little bit banged up. I've heard that before. But they're playing Winnipeg. Winnipeg has probably got one of the – strongest, most violent defenses out there right now. If Chad Kelly's going to get injured in a game
1: for the rest of the
2: season, this would be the game that I would sit my quarterback out of Winnipeg. Okay? Let him play Ottawa. Let him play Montreal. Let him play whoever else. It doesn't really matter. Keep him up to game speed, everything else. But just get him away from Winnipeg. So I don't – I understand what they're doing. It's it's not because they've clinched and they've got – you know, six weeks to go before the playoffs and everything else. It's because it's – they're playing Winnipeg. And if this game mattered, he'd have to play. He'd have to, you know, suck it up and get in there. But why would you risk him against that defense? That's my philosophy, you know. I understand it. I don't agree with it. I think they should be going for the record. I think that that's more important than – I'm not going to say the Grey Cup game, but more important than resting and getting prepared for it and everything else, you should be going for the record, man. And and, and that to me is important. And obviously, it's not to majority of people. They just think that if they go for the record, they're not going to get the Grey Cup. And I don't necessarily agree with that. It's not an either either or thing. So CG has taken Winnipeg, and I'm going with my 48 points, Rudy.
3: What you doing? Uh, you know what? I think Charles' defense will still play Winnipeg tough but yeah I mean Winnipeg's gonna win this I'll say Winnipeg I mean be nice it'll be Winnipeg 54 54 points okay
2: there we go now we've got Saskatchewan into BC uh, this is an important game for BC uh, it's an important game for Saskatchewan last meeting Saskatchewan beat BC I don't think that's going to happen again this time. But we're going to let Charles tell us what he thinks is going to happen.
1: Well, it better not happen this time because, quite frankly, I sat through the Hamilton loss. I sat through those horrible three-quarters against Ottawa before it finally got better in the fourth quarter. We're at the point of the season now, the Lions are battling for first place with Winnipeg. They can't be losing games like this against bottom feeders. They've already done it a couple of times. They're still in the driver's seat somewhat to win first place. This cannot be um, a loss. This, BC has to win this, um, and I think BC will win this, uh, quite frankly. Saskatchewan got us last time. Of course, that was in Saskatchewan. The Riders always seem to play better on their home field. When they get away from their home field, they're not so good. So I'm going to take BC to win this one, and I'm going to take BC 54 points. Okay.
2: I'll take the uh, BC Lions at 48 points here. This is my down the line, but BC is going to take this one. Rudy, you're next.
3: I'll say BC 49. William.
1: Saskatchewan, 48. Deep sigh. Okay, the
2: next game is – this is a tough one, in my opinion, actually. This two, the last two games are hard. Montreal into Ottawa. Play the Red Blocks. Tough game. Ottawa's been playing decent. Montreal hasn't. But Montreal pulled out a victory last week. And uh, I don't know. Montreal beat Calgary.
1: And Montreal beat Ottawa. Charles, what do you figure? It's a tough game to call, not because they're both good. It's kind of because they're both crappy. But I still think Montreal is a bit better team than Ottawa. Ottawa got the win last week, but I still think Montreal kind of pulled this one out. Uh, Montreal, 48 points. No, but 45, 45 points. Okay. William? Yeah, um, mm, Ottawa forty-two. Ottawa forty-two. Rudy?
2: Ottawa forty-five. And CJ is taking Ottawa at forty-eight. The last game is the Calgary Stampeders into Hamilton to play the Ticats. These are two teams that Wait, we mailed it stop, in last
1: Stop, stop, stop. What? Can I change my pick, please? Can I change my pick? What do you want? The score Montreal, of the 42. Montreal, 42. Montreal. Okay.
2: Rudy, what was your score? What did you pick? I didn't write it down.
3: Ottawa, 45.
2: 45. Okay. And, uh, okay. Calgary stampeters into Hamilton to play the Thai
1: Cats. Charles. Again, this is a tough team, not because they're great teams, but because they're mediocre. Uh, no, they're not. They're bad. Okay. They're <laughs> bad teams. I mean, Calgary's got four wins this year. Uh, Hamilton's not much better. Uh, I don't know. I mean they both <laughs> got wallop last week. I'm gonna I still have a bit more confidence in Hamilton than I do in Calgary. I think Calgary's pretty much finished for the year. I don't see them bouncing back and doing much of anything for the rest of the year. So I'll go with Hamilton in this one. I'll say Hamilton forty seven. Okay. Uh Rudy, you go
3: ahead here. Off. I'll take Hamilton fifty. Okay, so
2: you just taking the Tie Cats at forty-eight, and that leaves Will the only one to take Calgary. Is that where you're going, William? Forty-nine. Calgary forty-nine. You have to say it, otherwise Sparky doesn't count it.
1: I said Calgary
2: 49. Okay, Calgary 49. That's in the books. We've got those scores. Let's see what happens in week 17. Two days' time it starts. Okay, so let's go over to Facebook here and go to uh, messages from the podcast. And we have an agenda from Charles. And uh, where
3: did it go? Where did it go? Okay, this is it.
2: Uh, Toronto Argonauts to start Cameron Dukes to rest Chad Kelly versus the Blue Bombers. I think we've gone over and over and over, round and round on this one already, so there's not much to say. Uh, who the hell is Cameron Dukes? That's the only thing I got a question. Uh, obviously, he's the backup quarterback in, in
1: Toronto, but have we seen him
2: play a snap of football this year? I don't know. Uh, I got I got nothing. I got nothing on that one. So, uh, does anybody have anything to say? Arvo, uh,
0: just just
2: the Cameron, Cameron
1: Duke is the guy that's going to get trounced by the Browns this week. That's who he is. Oh yeah, he's going to be get pummeled. My, my
2: question is: Is Chad Kelly going to dress, or is he not even going to to Winnipeg?
1: I thought I read that he might see some action. He won't gone. start, but he might see some action. But I, I heard that the today that you're coming. not going to start. What?
3: No, the latest is he's not coming, and same with their receiver and a couple other guys. They have four. I think four or five starters staying back in Toronto as of today. Okay,
1: <laughs> okay. so they're in like That's full-on resting mode. Yeah.
2: So be it. You know, so be it. Nothing you can say about that. Okay. Uh, the next article here that I'm, gonna, I'm not going to, we're not going to go around and round on Chad Kelly. To, that's not no point in it. But it's a three down article, and it's Aaron Rodgers and Tory Aikman compare the Miami Dolphins high scoring offense to the CFL. You probably could compare Denver Broncos to a lot of the CFL teams right now because they they sort of all mailed this one in, didn't they? Uh, What was the the final score on this one?
1: 70 70 to uh, to 20, I think. Something like that. It was
2: absolutely terrible. But uh, it's it's interesting that these guys actually come up and, uh, uh, okay, Rudy, you just got to come in and say goodnight, say, look, I'm going to pack it in and go away. Say goodnight to to the people out there. You can't just disappear and send me a message.
3: All right, uh, I'm heading. I'm heading to bed. I've been under the weather all week, so have a good have a good night, everyone, and I'll uh, talk to everybody next week.
1: Go blue. Okay. Goodbye. Goodbye.
2: Gone. Okay. There we go. Now we can talk about them. Um,
0: <laughs>
2: it, it's interesting that these two quarterbacks who you don't even know if they even know who the CFL is or they follow it or watch it or anything else. Um, they have no association with it at all. It's not like Doug Flutie comparing it or something or, or Joe Theismann or, or Garcia. Um, but it's interesting how they just come out of the blue and say, yeah, this, is just, this was like a CFL game. And it, it, it shows huge support. I mean, they really got to pay attention to it.
1: Yeah, well, points scored the They season. don't know what the CFL is, but uh, obviously, um, these are two uh, significant uh, NFL quarterbacks, and comparing it to the um, CFL, and, and really the comparison is good because they do a lot of passing in that Miami and Miami team uh which is synonymous of course with cfl not to say that they didn't run because they had in that game they had a lot of rushing yards too but um it's more of the uh open um freestyle offense that we saw with miami uh which you don't typically see in the nfl you see it a lot more in the cfl so they're they're, they're kind of on the money with that Ooh.
2: So this was nowhere near the highest scoring game in the because That was a 72 to 41 victory by the Redskins over the Giants. And then the, in the CF game was uh, 82 to 14 where Montreal Alouettes took out the Uh But this was a pretty big molly because there's not much, not another way to describe this thing It's 70 to 20 or something, whatever the score was. Um, But, yeah, I'm kind of impressed that um, Aaron Rodgers come out out of the blue and said this.
1: This is is cool. This is good
2: for the CFL. I'm still jumping up and down. I still think that we should be talking about expanding, getting our 10th team in America. And uh, that's probably where Will is going to tell me that it's never going to (laughs) happen. Just kind of like one division and kind of like anything that makes sense uh,
1: well, I bad. you know I don't disagree with you. I think the place to go is America, but uh, I don't know if it'll happen because not with Randy Ambrosi there because he's totally fucking sold on Halifax. Remember, remember Randy Ambrosi Oh, I do. That guy. Yeah. Yeah, Jerry, I know so, who he is. Yeah. And I'm thinking Aaron Rodgers made a comment because Aaron Rodgers is bored right now because he's got nothing to do because he's got a Tori Kelly signing. Yeah. But I I'm you know, the other thing I'm thinking is a lot of professional football players because don't forget they've probably played with some guys in the CFL in college and they probably follow football. I mean, they're probably football fans like I am and they probably watch football. And maybe that's why they know these things. You know what I mean? Well, if you're
2: a student of the game and you want to learn, mm-hmm. you don't want to be learning from people right. that you're playing against so much because there's nothing yep. new there. But you're going to go see something right. new and different up in Canada that's not being done every day in the NFL. So it, being a student of the game, that would be why or how they would be watching CFL games and that aspect of it. In my opinion, maybe I could be totally wrong. But um,
1: kind of cool. I, I, I'm i kind of stoked about it. Charles, do you have anything to say here? No, I mean, I kind of already went on it anyway. But, uh, yeah, I think it's a, oh, a plus when you see these uh, NFL guys um, who are comparing it to the CFL. And maybe uh, some of these guys that saw that Miami game say, say to themselves, oh, well, this is, let's see what they're talking about. So it's good to it can help draw more eyes to the league. 100%. 100%. There's no such
2: thing as bad publicity. Any NFL, right. any notable NFL player that utters the word CFL is a good thing.
1: It's, it's 100% it's a good thing. There's no way around Or maybe it. they were saying, maybe they were saying, Look at that Alex Singleton guy. He was the best defensive player in the CFL, and now he plays for Denver, and he's not anymore. <laughs> yeah. Uh, pretty scary stuff. Okay.
2: We'll move on a little bit. We've got a couple more things to do, and then we're going to go night-night. Uh, Hamilton Tiger Cats signed CFL veterans Darrell Walker and Jamal Davis.
0: <laughs>
1: is this a state
2: of? Um, Have uh, they're, they given up, or is they're they're trying to do something? I mean, how do you, Jamal uh, Darrell Walker Has he played football
1: in the last two years? Um, I was just gonna say, tell me you're getting desperate without telling me you're getting desperate. A hundred percent, they're desperate. It,
0: it, it's I getting mean, to the
1: point where it's if pathetic. If your answer, you've got uh, bigger problems than you think.
0: Well, you know,
2: is that any different than Chris Jones and Edmonton signing uh, Emmanuel
1: Arsenal? No, but I mean that was a team that just needed pe- needed bodies, and needed veterans. I mean that was. I think that's what that was all about. Well, and, and I that think it's working here. But I, I mean, Hamilton signed so many players in the off season. I remember uh, during free agency back then, and we were commenting. Uh, it just seemed like everybody was going to ask. They don't have a lack of um, experience there, but they're bringing these guys in, uh, these older guys, experienced guys, and I don't know. It seems like uh, they're just trying to throw something at the wall just to get some sort of win here. Now, hey, maybe you that's know, a what couple you weeks ago I would something. have said
2: that Ham- Hamilton was going to make a run for. I, uh, you know, they're going to end up in second place in the Eastern Division. Mm-hmm. Montreal's going to come we in to Hamilton. Hamilton's going to slap them around last week, and and then uh, Hamilton's going to take Toronto out in the Eastern Final. You know, it's a one-game shot. Anything's possible, especially with Toronto having six weeks off and uh, Tiger Cats hungry right to the very end and come in and and, and slap the Argos around. Is that possible? It's highly possible. Do you think that this is the run they're trying to make right now, knowing that, hey, they're, they're this close to getting into the Grey Cup game in their own city? Not it's not off. It's not a it's not a bad theory for them.
0: Who? Okay,
1: so William, do you have anything to say about Darrell
2: Walker being signed?
1: <laughs> yeah, who did he was playing for somebody this year? Was he not? Wasn't he in Saskatchewan? I thought he was in year. He was somewhere Saskatchewan or Edmonton. I'm sure he was. Yeah. And they cut him. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, well, I mean, it's a body, right? Yeah. And it's a proven receiver. And
2: he was in in, in the Elks last year, and he was in Saskatchewan at the beginning of
1: the season. Maybe, maybe... Scott Milanovic has got things going on with the offense. He's looking for some receivers. And once again, they're not out of it yet. And also remember that this is also the week where you can add uh, an extra five guys to your practice roster, too. So they're going to start bringing yeah. in the NFL kids yep. as well. So – if you know
2: what I mean. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Okay, so, um, so yeah, possible? this one's going to be funny. We're going to move on a little bit here. Stick with us. This is the hey. motto that Craig Dickinson reassures the rider's fan base that this year's team is different. This year's team
0: is
1: different <laughs> from what? Different than what? <laughs> Teams that win? Different than us. what?
2: Yeah, they're this team's different. They're they're at the bottom of the league. They're not even at the bottom of the Western Division right now, but they sure could be soon. Uh, you just sometimes you just have to shake your head at what people say.
1: Does this clown have a job next year? No, no way. I thought they were going to get back last year. They brought, we, Maybe they brought him back. But that's only because his contract was still valid. This is the,
2: His contract's up this
0: year. Yeah.
2: Who, who, who in their right mind is going to renegotiate with him? You know? It's not going to happen. He's done. We could go around the league right now. Does Bob Dice keep his job in Ottawa?
1: Honestly, to be fair, I think he's been he hasn't done a great job. I honestly can see Ottawa sticking with them one more year, simply because they don't want to—they um, don't want to make another change. Because it seems like they—they um, they change coaches virtually every year, and I could just see them not wanting to do it again this year. And um, I'm not saying it's right or wrong, but I could honestly see them stick with them for one more season. Well I agree.
2: Is Ottawa keeping? Yeah. Okay. I I do as well. I um. I, who's I, I, I who's don't the coach know I'm over in Montreal? Montreal? I
1: think. Yeah. Or uh, what's his name? I think he's done a good job this year, considering. Who? Bob Lice or Crazy Man? No, no guy in Montreal. What's his name? Jason Moss. Yeah, Jason Moss.
2: So they're going to keep yeah. Jason Moss I think in he
1: Montreal. Job. Yeah. He's,
0: they're,
2: not, they're yes. not going anywhere. Okay. Now, here's a tough one. So. Ryan Dinwiddie. They're going to keep him in
1: Toronto? Holy
2: no, 100%. I think they should fire the
1: fucker. Well, at
2: the beginning of last <laughs> everybody season, else new he right this,
1: Maybe
2: he will, too. At the beginning of last season, everybody was calling for Ryan Dinwiddie's head. The guy was being a complete idiot. He couldn't coach shit. And then all yep. of a sudden, you know, and, and it wasn't yep. like... Toronto was winning. It, 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 they were winning, but they were winning because other teams were losing so much. They ended up getting a great cup. How do you fire a guy after that? You can't. So Ryan Dinwiddie in there right now, uh, twelve and one. You can't fire that guy. He's there for well, no. he's he's got a couple of years before they get a pissed off. Orlando Steinauer. Yeah, is but Alabama. I still think
1: I still think I still think he's got uh, sights on the big league. To be honest with you, NFL who. Inwitty? Ryan I mean. NFL. Yeah. Yeah. I do believe that. Wow. That's all you okay. ever talked about winning is in it's... Calgary. So
2: interesting, interesting, interesting. We'll see what happens there. Okay. Uh Orlando Steinauer in Mon- in Hamilton. Uh if Ooh. you know, what's gonna save his job? Ooh. I mean going to the Grey Cup would save oh. it. Winning the Grey Cup would definitely uh the, Yeah, but the, he's been the in the grammar he more possibility. Bit. I mean Scott Milanovich is sitting in the wings right now, that's for sure. Definitely in the in the coordinators position. Uh do they
1: make a change? Well, they, but I, I, what, I think it just depends on what happens you to also, Hamilton the you But you've also gotta think if any team if any team fires their coach – Scott Milanovich is the first guy on the on the head coaching list. Oh, you know I mean? yeah. So 100%. Hamilton, 100%. So make you know, course. you really have to. But
2: H- that, Hamilton that has to make the team look wants else promotable. Yeah. Yeah. So I I did yeah. hear something that they're going to move Orlando Steinauer up into head office, director of football operations, or something like that, and then Scott Milanovich is going to be head coach. I don't know whether that rumor has any truth to it, it
1: has any traction to it, but it, it would make sense. Mind you, Bob what's his face seems seems pretty he seems pretty dedicated to Orlando Steinhauer. So maybe it, it he was, would be 100%, like that. that's what I'm
2: saying, you know, you keep him around, you move him up into head office and you make him part of a part of the Pinball Clemens type of thing.
0: Yep. Yep. <laughs> okay.
2: So there's, so there's Orlando there's Steinhauer a is
1: a lifer, a lifer CFLer, right? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah.
2: And and a lifer Ticat, I think. Yep. Yeah. yeah. So you know he, he's going to continue in the CFL. He's going to continue with the Hamilton Tiger Cats. He just might not be coaching, and that's not definitely yep. necessarily oh. a bad thing for the for the Ty Cats. Okay. Let's going over to nope. uh, Saskatchewan in the western division uh craig dickinson is he going to be here next year my answer is no way i think no
1: i think i think they're going to dump both those guys i think they're going to dump both of them the 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 jeremy and 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 dickinson yep because the only way the only reason they didn't last was they still they still had they still had time left on the contracts they gotta he's get. They gotta get rid of that. They gotta get rid of that management salary cap. They gotta. They gotta. Hundred percent agree with that one, Charles. So. Yeah, yeah. He's the Craig
2: Dickinson, Jeremy O'Day, Craig Reynolds.
1: Yeah, I think they're all. I, I all would be surprised if they completely clean house. Start from scratch. That's what that team needs. If they just try to band-aid, they're going to end up in the exact same spot they're in at this time next year. Yeah. Okay. Who do they go after? Who do they go after? Who do they go after? Scott Milanovic? I don't know. I don't know. Okay,
2: let's go up to Edmonton. I, I don't know. I don't have an answer to that question. Yeah, I would go after Milanovic. I don't care who we are. I would go up to Milanovic. But I, you know, being being Scott in in Hamilton right now, uh, being an Eastern Division guy, I don't know if I would take Saskatchewan's job. You know, he he'd probably be more comfortable in in, in Hamilton. And 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 if you say it's true, and and Ryan Dinwiddie jumps to the NFL, what better person to put into the Argos than Scott Milanovic?
1: Yeah, but you got to oh, be a pretty. Before, so yeah. I think I think you have to be a pretty. Uh, I think you got to be a bit of a masochist to take the job in Saskatchewan ever because. Oh I, I being agree. a head agree. coach that's why they couldn't get it. Head coach or general Yeah, head head coach or general manager in Saskatchewan's gotta be hard. Gotta be hard. Well, yeah, you're in a fishbowl.
2: Okay. Edmonton, yeah. do they keep Chris Jones?
1: Yeah, because he's still got two fucking years left on his contract.
2: Yeah, he's not finished. He's gonna build a great cup winning team. My opinion. Charles, what do you think? Yeah, will we'll stick around
1: honestly, we got two more years. Earlier this season, I might have said no, but you know what? He's like Will said. He's got two more years, and I think you're finally starting to see improvement with that team. That team is showing signs of getting better, so I think he is going to come back. Does he have a So let me ask you a question. question. I thought it was only three. Yeah, no, it was four. It was four.
2: four. Yeah, I think he
1: did. Do they uh, do they cut Taylor Cordelius (laughs) at the end of the year? Oh, yes. Yeah,
0: we're We're paying him way
1: too much money. Because Trey Ford is their guy going forward. That's obvious, and you're not going to pay that much money to a backup. No. No, no, absolutely not. We are paying Trey Ford way less. Um. Well, yeah, you're paying trade for it. He's only he's only a second year guy. Okay. Oh, Michael
2: Shea. Do we keep Michael Shea in Winnipeg?
1: No, fire the fucker. <laughs> but, uh, okay, what are we gonna do with let, Kyle Walters? Let, unless, unless he quits, let, he's not going let, anywhere. Let Buck Pierce take over. Come on now. <laughs> what 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 about Kyle Walters as as?
2: Um, general manager, they didn't renew his contract.
1: Yeah. That, that's the one way not I yet. could see it. I could see if Kyle Walters leaves, maybe Michael Shea takes over the GM and they promote Buck Pierce to head coach. That's the only way I see him leaving the coach as coach.
2: Yeah, possibly. Possibly. We'll see what happens there. That That's, what, that's not written in stone. Michael Shea is as head coach is not written in stone over there. Kyle Walters is not GM in stone. There, they, there might be some movement in the off season in that town, especially if if Winnipeg is a first round knockout in the playoffs. Yeah,
1: right. Yeah. Who knows? You never, know, yeah. you never
2: know. And I, I'm not saying that because I think BC is going to take them out. But if it, if BC does, mm-hmm. um, you know that that that's a challenge. How do You what do you do about that? Uh, okay, Calgary, Dave Dickinson. Are you keeping Dave Dickinson? He's just been promoted to general manager. Uh, do you move him up into the general manager's office and take the head coaching thing away from him, give it to Mark Killen or somebody like that? Uh, will, you talk to me on this one. You've got uh, Calgary's ear right now. What would you do? Are you comfortable with Dave Dickinson as head coach?
1: And general manager? William, what happened? Oh, Did we lose him again? Uh,
2: yeah, I guess so. Yeah, I don't he's know. Not again. Don't know where you went, but I'm out. We okay. two minutes left. Oh, you're there. I know. we got two and a half minutes left. Are oh. you keeping Dave Dickinson, or do That's... you move him up into the general manager's office and promote somebody else?
1: Uh, you know what? He hasn't he hasn't been calling plays at all this year. And I think it shows. I really think it shows. I uh I would personally get I would get rid of some assistance this year and bring somebody else on. Okay, but you leave him as head coach. I don't like Yeah yeah, just this year there's okay. nobody there's nobody on their roster. there's nobody on their roster right now that can replace him in my mind. you don't like Mark K a So he's a special teams coach an assistant head coach, yeah. and I don't know what that's all about. I don't know what that's all about so
0: yeah okay
1: i don't I don't like calgary's coaches anymore. I don't like Calgary's coaches. Yeah, Charles, do you have anything to add to that? Because I'm going away. Oh, Will just dropped. I don't um, know what happened. Yeah, there. personally, I, I don't like the two guys doing uh, the guy doing both jobs. I honestly think that uh, that those should be separate jobs. And look at it This is his first year as head coach. Look at the record. Head coach and GM. Look at the okay. record. I, I got to shut this thing down. This has been Let's Talk CFL okay. podcast episode number
2: five hundred and forty-nine. I'm your host, Christopher Jones. Will's gone, gone out of here. Rudy left earlier on. It's just just myself and Charles. So Charles, say goodnight. night. You got about
1: twenty seconds. Oh, good night, folks. Thanks for listening. Interesting games this weekend. Enjoy them, and we'll talk all about them in a week's time. Okay, buddy. You take mm-hmm. care and enjoy the weekend. Yep. Enjoy the the
0: games. Take care. Bye.
1: Thank you.